EO Fire 1359. It's so important that you just start taking action because you will stay stuck if you don't. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Are you ready to create, grow, and monetize your podcast? Visit freepodcastcourse.com and ignite. Stop stressing about finding the perfect hire. Right now you can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Light that spark, Fire Nation. Johnny Doom is here, and I'm fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Adrian Dorson. Adrian, are you prepared to ignite? John, I'm ready to bring the heat today. Adrian is a business strategist and podcast host who helps experts and entrepreneurs build profitable businesses in way less time. She has a corporate background as a lean Six Sigma consultant, and she's developed proven systems for entrepreneurs that deliver real results fast. Adrian, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us just a little glimpse of your personal life. Yeah, I always love this question because I'm like, how much personal life do we really want? Just a glimpse. Okay, okay. (laughs) So I live in St. Pete, Florida. Uh, Moved here after I left my corporate job last year. I paid off $45,000 of student debt so that I could get out of that corporate job. And I did that all in six months, which was really fast and super important for me to do that and then leave the day job. So I left the job and now I live here and I compete uh, in national triathlons. I'm a triathlete. I have a really large Bernese mountain dog um, and another rescue dog who doesn't get as much attention, but the Bernese <laughs> mountain dog is just like so cute. So um, that's that's kind of the gist of of the, the personal glimpse. And how did you choose St. Pete? I'm originally from Florida. And then my brother and his wife moved down here in December. And we were like, well, why not? So we just pick, picked it up and, and came down here. And it's like a really cool local vibe in this area. And I love it. It's like everything is like local businesses and lots of like craft breweries, local restaurants. And it's just like young and vibrant again, which is really cool. That is cool. And uh, it's been pretty cool for me moving to, I guess I would call it your side of this little world here now that I'm uh, in the Caribbean. So, you know, I'm probably within uh, a thousand miles of, of St. Pete right now. So uh, yeah, it's like probably an hour and a half plane ride. Yeah. One Easy. of those where you just kind of fly up, level yeah. off, and then you kind of start coming down again. So pretty cool. But I uh, definitely loving all of this stuff. And, and it's cool that, you know, you found the vibe that you like. I mean, that's one thing that I know a lot of us as entrepreneurs are searching for, because when we do become location independent, where do we live? Like, where yeah. do we actually wake up every day and do our thing? What's super exciting is we don't have to rely on, oh, I hope New York City, I'm going to love it. Or I hope Boston or Washington, D.C. or San Francisco, I hope I'm going to love these places because that's where the jobs are. No, the job is in your computer on the internet for a lot of us. And where do we now want to live? And sometimes that can be overwhelming because when there's too many choices, you're like, oh my God, I can choose between Boston and San Francisco, but I can't choose between every place in the world and every place in the world. So definitely interesting. I might want to get into that a little bit coming up here. But first and foremost, it's not free, Adrian, to live in St. Pete and then have all those cool access things. So how do you currently generate revenue in your business today? 
Yeah. So I do a lot of one-on-one coaching and consulting for small businesses and entrepreneurs. Uh, I also have like courses and a membership community, which bring in more recurring income, which is nice because I can reach more people with that kind of stuff. And then I do occasional retreats, which I have a few of those coming up, which also gets me out of this space, which is something that I get to like combine travel with uh, working and consulting. And then a little bit of speaking, but that's uh, probably like a minor part of my current income. Now, I don't want to dive too deep into this, but just real quick, like how did you settle on price points for these different revenue generators that you have? Yeah, that's a really deep question because <laughs> I started working for free at first right. because I, re- I needed to get really confident that I could get people results. And I still have no problem working for free if I'm like working in a new uh, specific area or with a new type of client or something like that. I I am a firm believer that you need to be confident in your pricing, um, but also like really understanding what are the results that you provide. And it really doesn't matter uh, what you think the value is. It's more about what what does your client or potential customer value the product or service at? And you have to know what the results are for you to be able to confidently price that. What number did you start at? Like, where'd you start when it came to pricing? I started, um, you know, free first and then moved into some lower, like single session price points, um, working with customers that I knew I could get some results for. I I think my first group course was like $400 for a month, uh, worth of, you know, coaching and consulting and then going up from there. So each time that I like increased my prices, it was because I knew I had over delivered on the value and my customers reiterated that to me. And then I was able to like, step it up. So it wasn't ever like a, I'm jumping, you know, 100x in terms of what I'm charging based on what I was charging before. So I think like starting at zero, knowing you can deliver, over delivering, and then going up from there. But it's always been like a constant stepping stone, like stepping up that ladder. Build that foundation, Fire Nation. I mean, Adrian learned so many great things every step of the way. She got feedback. She learned how to become more valuable, what her clients really wanted, probably how to find her perfect clients so she could really deliver to them so that when she brought on future ones that she knew were the right client, she knew she was going to deliver. So of course, she can charge money for that. That's really that next step, that next level as you build that business. Now, what I do want to move into, Adrian, is your journey as an entrepreneur, and you've had the ups, you've had the downs, you've moved around a little bit, but what would you consider your worst entrepreneurial moment to date? And really take us to that moment, Adrian, and tell us that story. Yeah, so there's been a few, but um, I'm reminded of the worst one where I was face down on the bed crying. (laughs) And I'm not a crier, honestly. So this is like a real bad moment. Um, As my friend Jill would say, the ugly cry. Jill Stanton. I know Jill. And it was definitely the ugly cry. There was a few of them during this time. Um, And I was talking about, I knew I had this interview today. I was talking to my fiance about that. I was like, is that a good enough moment? He's like, yeah, you were pretty Miz at that time. Like, (laughs) just like you should have seen what it was like to live with you at that moment. But I had launched this, um, um, live event. This was last year. It was like right after I actually quit my day job. I didn't have a huge audience at that point. Um, and I launched a live event with uh, with a partner. We had collaborated on this thing. And we had in, it was a live event. So we had to pay like de- deposits for a space and, and we built a website and we ran some Facebook ads and invested about uh, $11,500 up front because of like the space was in New York, like it was, you know, going to be a nice event. And then when we launched it, we sold zero tickets, like zero. And I was, I, I say that I was lucky in that I didn't get into debt for this. Like I had paid all cash for it. 
Um, cause that would have been more depressing if I was paying for it months later, but, um, I learned a lot, but it was really depressing at that time. And I had like just left my corporate day job. So I was like, you know, going through all the self doubt of like, am I doing the right thing? Like, should I be doing this? Like, who am I to like, think I can do this. And now that I've launched this thing and no one's bought it, how can I explain this to my audience and they won't trust me anymore? Like they're not going to, you know, trust me to help them sell their things, et cetera. So I went through a lot of of days of that and then picked myself back up and my big girl panties on. And I was like, <laughs> I need to share this with my audience. You know, so I shared it with them. I told them this was a big fail. And here's why. Here's what I learned from this. And I I think it's really important to whenever you have one of these like worst moments or these fails, like really take a look back and say, what went wrong? Like, what could have gone better? What did I you know, what exactly could I tweak to make this different outcome next time? And if we don't do that, we miss out on a big opportunity, I think, for future success. Um, But we also got to just get up and keep going, which was a huge thing for me because it was kind of depressing. (laughs) What was that biggest lesson learned? Um, well, I guess number one was to pre-validate and pre-sell anything that you do because I didn't do that for this event and I just sort of assumed that people would want it and that just wasn't true. Um, and now I pre- pre-validate and pre-sell everything before I even create it, which is a super smart thing, especially if you're putting deposits on things. <laughs> no, I love that. I mean, even you know where I'm at right now and I do stuff like podcast mastery and yeah. all that stuff. I mean, we say, hey, it's going to be in San Francisco. We don't even have a venue at that point. And then we make right. it available and then we sell the tickets and then we say, okay, now we're going to go out and find the place and give the exact address X, Y, Z. So Definitely love the pre-validate part of this Fire Nation. It's so key on so many levels. Now, did you end up having that live event, Adrian, or did you have to just cancel the whole thing? No, we canceled the whole thing because we were still going to have to, like, I I wasn't in New York, so I was going to have to pay for a flight, pay for a hotel. And I was like, let's just cut our losses at this point because uh, we didn't sell anything. And it was kind of depressing, but it was really important for me, like I said, to share that with my audience and say, here's what happened. Here's what I would have done differently. Here's what you can learn from this. And yes, I lost $11,500, but I was in a financial position that that didn't break me, right? So don't give up. And it was important for me to also launch something else that was live. And I did that a couple months after that, because I was like, if I don't get back on this horse, I'm going to be afraid. You know, I'm going to be afraid to launch something live again, because I'm going to be afraid that people only want to do online business in their pajama pants, which is not true. You just have to do it right. (laughs) Fire Nation, it is so tough to throw a live event, but when you do it right, the rewards can be astronomical and through the roof. So you just can't let the fact that you might fail keep you away because I mean, Adrian, she failed. But then guess what? She was honest. She was transparent. She learned a ton. And the huge takeaway that we're all taking away from this right now from her story is to pre-validate, pre-validate, pre-validate Fire Nation before you dig into your hard-earned money or go into debt to do something like this. So it's so key, pre-validate. Now, on the flip side, Adrian, let's talk about an aha moment. Let's talk about one of your greatest ideas that you've had to date that you've turned into success. So just like you took us to the moment where you're face down, ugly, crying in your bed, totally Miz, as your husband would say, what was one of your greatest aha moments, epiphanies, light bulbs that's gone off at some point in your journey? Yeah, this was a big one for me because I came from a corporate background and I was so kind of 
over that whole scene. I was over everything that I did there when I left, um, very jaded. And so I, I kind of tried to leave everything there, which was a big mistake. And then I had this aha moment when I was talking to one of my clients and I had walked them through this process of how they can get, you know, these specific results, how they can walk through goal setting, how they can walk through, you know, making sure they achieve the results that they want by putting in less energy or less resources, which is exactly what I used to do in corporate. And they were like, why don't you teach this stuff like on a bigger level? And I was like, I don't know. It's just kind of natural to me. Like, this is just how my brain works. And they were like, well, that's not how everyone's brain works. And I was like, oh, my corporate expertise, like my training that they paid thousands upon thousands of dollars and spent tons of hours and let me work on multi-million dollar projects there in corporate doing Lean Six Sigma consulting, helping them save millions of dollars and time and energy to get them bigger and better results with less cost uh, was valuable to entrepreneurs. And I was like, that's something I was like totally disillusioned by. And I think that that happens to a lot of people when you leave a job or you leave, you know, even a degree, um, we kind of try to ignore like what that brought us because we're like, we want to do this new thing. Right. And that's fine. But like, what is the knowledge and expertise potentially that came with that? And that was huge for me because I do have a very unique skill set. I would say that I have a, almost a 10,000 hour uh, unique skill set in Lean Six Sigma, which is something that I've taken and like broken it down into how we can apply that to entrepreneurs, not just like big corporations. So that for me was like a huge aha moment that I turned into a lot of uh, the frameworks that my business runs on now. Fire Nation, there's a phrase that I really want to make sure that you're absorbing here. The curse of knowledge. We are humans and we have this curse of knowledge. We just assume because we know something, just because we've acquired the knowledge, we just have this assumption that other people know it too. It's called the curse of knowledge for a reason. And it is so real. It is so true. And Adrian, I spent one semester in law school. I didn't learn much in that one semester. But one thing I did learn is that in a court of law, a subject matter expert, considered by a judge, by the way, is a person who knows more than other people in the room. So in a court of law, you're a subject matter expert if you know more than other people in the room. So stop being afraid to turn around and teach what you know. You know, we talk about ILT, invest in yourself, learn the material, and then turn around and teach. And Adrian, you had the curse of knowledge. You had all this great, brilliant stuff in your head that you just assumed that other people knew. You just took it for granted, but that wasn't a reality. You had the curse of knowledge. So Fire Nation, what in your life have you acquired skill-wise? What have you just been going through life, gaining skills, knowledge, all of these expertise, and that you might not even think? But if you do take time to think, you'll say, wow, I really have something to share in this area. That's really my big takeaway. Adrian, what do you want to make sure Fire Nation gets from your story? Yeah, I think that's the most important thing is like understanding that you probably have a skill, expertise, experience, knowledge, know-how, something that maybe you even are uh, like jaded by because of where you used it, right? Like that's why I was so jaded is because they didn't uh, appreciate it much in the antiquated industry that I was in. But entrepreneurs really appreciate this like ability to get fast results with less input. <laughs> you know, they love that. So you might have this like really incredible skill expertise and you are a subject matter expert. And that's like really what I do want them to take away is there is something that they have that they can teach um, people that, we we just don't even realize that other people know it don't know it or we don't 
feel confident putting a price on it because it comes so easy to us. And that's what I want you to tap into is the thing that becomes so easy to you. That's probably the thing you should be charging for. <laughs> Adrian, what's your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? Boundaries. <laughs> I like to say yes to everyone, which is not a good thing. Um, I have this like really big heart and I'm like, oh yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> or yeah. And I would like have to really respect my schedule. And so I've hired someone to help me do that. <laughs> Fire Nation, when you say yes to something, you're saying no to everything else you could be doing during that time. And sometimes that's the right answer is yes, but a lot of times is not. So really weigh each yes, really value each yes, because it is so valuable. Yeah. What's your biggest strength? consistency, I think, and like boldness to take action. Like I have no problem hearing a no. Um, I have no problem getting, you know, trying something out. And if it doesn't work, I tweak it, test it, get better results the next time. And I think that is where people stay stuck. They don't try things or take consistent action. And that's something that I'm actually really, really good at. What's something that you do consistently that you're proud of? Definitely work on my business every single day. But one of the things that I think has taught me how to be so consistent is my athletics. And I work out every single day. I worked out before I came to this interview. That's why you're uh, on fire. I'm on fire all the time. Though. <laughs> like this is this is me. And this is like how you bring the energy to your life is you find the things that bring you energy. Right. And like I am a better human when I am taking care of my body and myself and doing like I am just like so disciplined and in everything that I do if if I'm really passionate about it. So that's something I'm super consistent about is working out, making myself feel better and, and doing my best there. And that's like how I hustle hard. I hustle hard in the gym and I hustle hard on my business because I care. Yeah, we actually have very similar strengths. I mean, I say two of my biggest strengths are consistency and speed of implementation. Like those oh, are yeah. two key things. And by the way, speed of implementation can really put you up a creek sometimes because you just break stuff and you go too fast and you make mistakes. But that's why Fire Nation, you have to find a team, people around you that are weighing out your strengths with their strengths and your weaknesses with their weaknesses and vice versa and all the way around because that is so important to know you have that balanced team. Now, one thing I do want to focus on right now, Adrian, is what you would say you're most fired up about today. I am most fired up about a new idea that I have. So speed of implementation here. I just kind of had this Ooh. idea yesterday and I'm <laughs> like going full force with it. I already bought the domain um, and we're going to be working on a campaign about earning more, giving more. So it's going to be earnmoregivemore.com. And it's an idea that like we're in this era in technological space that like we can control our incomes. We can control our freedom. We get to control the level of leadership that we have. And I think that a lot of people are uh, hesitant or fearful to earn more. And I think that we have to change the conversation around money and that earning more means you get to give more and having more money allows you to do more good, but earning more money doesn't always choose to do more good, right? Like there's people out there that aren't necessarily doing that. And I want to really highlight people that are, I want to really change the conversation around like if you're earning more, you know what that means? That means you get to give more. Imagine that. So like, let's unlock this potential to earn and give back in bigger and better ways. So that's like something I'm really fired up around right now. Cause it's a really big part of my business and like how I got out of debt and everything was actually through giving. EarnMoreGiveMore.com. Fire Nation, speed of implementation is huge with Adrian. So by the time this interview goes live, she's probably pretty far on this process. So go check out that website. And speaking of giving more, Adrian's going to be giving some value bombs in our lightning round. So don't go anywhere, but we're going to take a quick minute to thank our sponsors. 
EO Fire is supported by City Cards with Android Pay. How cool is it that we live in a world where you can use the same device to listen to EO Fire and buy your morning coffee, groceries, and more? And did I mention it's a super fast way to pay? Just use your City Card with Android Pay at the register. Get in, get it, get going. Download the Android Pay app on Google Play or visit city.com slash Android Pay to get started. Android Pay is available for eligible City Consumer Credit and debit cards. There are a lot of potential sources for stress as an entrepreneur. Don't let finding the perfect hire for your business be one of them. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. We know from firsthand experience just how easy it is to find the perfect hire with ZipRecruiter. We posted our job once, and within 24 hours, we watched dozens of qualified candidates roll on into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. The best part is there's no emails or calls to juggle. Simply screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 800,000 businesses. Right now, you can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by visiting ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. One more time, try it free at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Adrian, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? I am so prepared, (laughs) as as prepared as I will ever be. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Probably nothing, but I think probably this false sense of importance at corporate, like they needed me to like finish projects and stuff. And so I didn't leave as early as I did, but I left six months after I started my business. So I was pretty quick to it. What's the best advice you've ever received? It was from my dear friends at Nike. Just do it. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? Uh, I think I already touched on this, but definitely working out and like competing as an athlete has made me more successful as a human. Can you share an internet resource like an Evernote with Fire Nation? Yeah, I use Active Campaign for my email marketing. Um, I don't care if you use Active Campaign. You can use Active Campaign, ConvertKit, Infusionsoft, Entreport, but I recommend using a smart email software of some sort. Don't get like flip phone email software. If you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? Six Months to Six Figures by Peter Vogt. That book changed my life when I was first starting uh, my business. And I read it over eight times. Like I literally mastered that book. And I think um, any book or personal development or business tool that you get, uh, master it. And I guarantee you it will get you results. Most people don't get results because they don't take the time to actually implement what is being taught. Yeah. And Peter's a good friend to Fire Nation. He's been a past yeah. guest and I love not only Peter, but that book. Great book. I've actually read it twice and I rarely read read books twice. So Adrian, this is the last question of the lightning round, but it is a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Okay, so I'm not sure if I have clothes on, but... (laughs) Your call. (laughs) This is is your world. (laughs) I would buy running shoes because I have to work out during these seven days. Um, 
I would build, start building a Facebook group. I have a Facebook group now and it's like a really great space to engage and connect with your audience. And so immediately, you know, if I have this laptop, $500, I'm going to start building my business again um, and running, obviously. So building my Facebook group, then I probably purchase an, a smart email software system. So that's probably $300 total right there. And then I would buy lead pages as well because I can use that for opt-ins. I can use that to create free content. So I can put like blog content or videos or something on there. And then I'm also going to run webinars off of that um, so that I'm going to attract people to like my free content and then lead them into opting in, get them on my email list and then sell them into my paid content. If I had any money left over, I might test out some Facebook ads, but uh, and I'd probably run them to to that free content. So that would be like where I would spend the money. And that's kind of what I'm doing now anyways, in my business. And it doesn't even need to cost you more than five hundred dollars. <laughs> So are you wearing clothes at this point in, in this story? I guess not. Okay, I've so just shoes. shoes. I'm just running naked, but <laughs> it's fine, right? <laughs> uh, Adrian, let's end today on fire with a parting piece of guidance. The best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Yeah, so I have a free free gift for Fire Nation. I'll walk you through my uh, results setting system uh, that I've taken from corporate and and lean Six Sigma practices and turned it into something for entrepreneurs. And you can go to adriandorson.com forward slash fire to get that. Um, again, you can find me on the website, but that's the best resource that you're going to get. Um, parting piece of advice would be Take action. Like, don't wait to do this stuff. Take action now. You have an expertise. You have a skill set, and you just need to go out there and and do what you've been called to do. It's so important that you just start taking action because you will stay stuck if you don't. Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with AD and JLD today, so keep up the heat. And head over to eofire.com. Just type Adrian in the search bar. Her show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. Time-stamped show notes, Fire Nation, best in the biz. And of course, head over to adriandorson.com slash fire for your free gift. That'll also be linked up on the show notes page. And Adrian, I want to thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you so much, John. Fire Nation, thank you for listening to EO Fire. Visit eofire.com for killer resources, free trainings, and so much more. If you want some behind-the-scenes intel on how I'm taking EO Fire from a seven to an eight-figure-a-year business, all from my living room, text EO Fire to 33444 and ignite.